up, everybody? Welcome to the Addicted Hunting Podcast, episode number eight. I'm Sean Keller. I'm Cliff Slee. I'm Tim. Andrew. All right, today we're going to do a recap on our late deer season. Well, it wasn't just deer season. We did a little bit of elk hunting, but mainly, mainly <laughs> deer hunting. Uh, we brought in some of our slayers. Yeah. Tim killed a buck. How, how, how was that? It was, it was awesome. Uh, probably my favorite hunt so far. Uh, just killing something with a bow is is uh, uh, it's just something different. It's hard to hard to describe if you haven't done it, um, but I would I would definitely try if you haven't already. So was this your first buck with a bow? Yeah, it was. It was my first stick and string deer. Um, it was it was a tough tough hunt for me. Um, just just seeing as I've I've had a lot of struggles with my stick and string in the past. Um, <laughs> Cliff knows all about. I know all about it. He's been with me on mm-hmm. all my mess ups and yep. everything else, so it was definitely something to. But to finally tweet. getting it done. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Th- yeah, thanks. <laughs> you I told you I was gonna take credit you were, for it. You weren't there. You were one way or another. You were, I wasn't you were a couple miles it. away, but but you you kicked me out. So that's right. That's go. right. Cliff said he spotted that buck and he was on his way to kill it, and you snuck in and. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog right up the canyon and. Yeah. Just threw one of my clothes at him. It was it was actually it was really crazy the way that it worked out because like that morning, like we're we're headed in and I've hunted with Tim for God. We met where I killed my deer, by the way. Yeah, like our first date was actually <laughs> that's the, romantic. Yeah, it is. right. We we've had I many, remember the first many time romances since then. Yeah, like yeah. I was driving down the road and there's this little guy walking down the road looking lonely. I'm not a little guy. He's not really a little guy, but. <laughs> Uh, no, but that, that morning it was crazy because I've, I've hunted with him for years and, and, uh, he said something that morning that was, it was kind of weird and he's never said, he's like, I'm, I'm going to kill a deer this morning. Oh yeah. It's always, I hope we see something today. Yeah. But it ended up being, I, I woke up and I was like, I'm just going to kill a deer. I've had that feeling before. It was a weird feeling. It was straight confidence. I mean, there wasn't a question about it. I was going to just kill a deer. I... I, I agree with that. I yeah. felt that that morning I killed my elk too. Yeah. You just have a feeling. Yeah. yeah. I think looking back at all my other kills, I think I probably had the same feeling. I just never said it out loud. It's like a sixth sense. Dude, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah. You just know the stars are going to align and things are going to happen that day. Mm-hmm. You you have it in, I, I think we make it more than, you know, the stars align. Like it's just the attitude part of it yeah. that actually makes it happen. No, attitude mm-hmm. is it's huge. It is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And I'm always a you know, unfortunately a second guesser with when it comes to hunting. I'm always <laughs> oh I'm more more or less an overthinker. Right? I plan You guys have no clue. It, I plan everything out to a T <laughs> way too much. I mean what if this happens? Who cares? What's over that next ridge? Yeah. Right? yeah. But I, I think I think that comes that comes with experience and time as you, you grow as a hunter mm-hmm. that you slowly quit doing that and you just start act, yeah. acting on, on yeah. your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I think I've I've been hunting since I was, you know, knee high to a grasshopper, but I think this style of hunting for me, archery hunting and making that switch five, six years ago, uh, I just hadn't switched my mind. Right, because deer, you know, deer hunting, elk hunting, whatever with a rifle, it's it's still just as difficult. But in the back of your mind, you know you have an advantage, right? You don't have to get close to these animals. You don't have to be extra quiet. He's not saying that rifle hunting. No, easier. I'm not. He's just I, saying there's an advantage right. to it. Yeah, I said that in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, so to switch gears, <clears throat> I'm a clumsy fella. I'm, I'm, I got big feet and I'm loud. But during elk hunting, that works great. But deer hunting, you got to be extra quiet. Clips over your smile. Oh, dude, I'm dying just just because the the last episode that I watched and you compared yourself. To Cliff Jason will Phelps. Cliff will go. <laughs> oh yeah. Cliff will go off on a tangent. So. Oh, yeah. I know. I've, I've heard keep, the episode. Keep telling your story. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't even know where I was at with it, but uh, yeah. So trying to go from hunting rifle and shotgun and muzzleloader to sneaking around, crawling on your hands and knees, and and just being as quiet as you can is is for me was. And has been and still will always be a learning curve uh especially in some of the country that we hunt it's it's hard to stay quiet absolutely mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. biggest the biggest like turning point for me in in archery for deer was probably the year after um that i shot that 150 and it was <clears throat> it changed the style to where and, and mindset of of before because i was a rifle hunter and you could just kind of you could run in and shoot if the deer ran i people can argue this point you can shoot a deer on the run with a rifle yeah people do so if, if you spook them it's not a big deal mm -hmm. but the change for me was like when we were hunting like you know bring your own bush country and switching over to like taking your boots off jumping in your socks sneaking in changing your mindset to be like i can spend six hours on a stock and have an opportunity or I can just run down there and try to have an opportunity. Odds are it's not going to work out, and and I've just wasted that day. <laughs> so it's like you kind of have to like yeah, I, I try to weigh my opportunity and my time because the time away from family, friends, like just I don't want to say work because nobody really cares if they have time away from work, but like just just taking that time to do it because it is worth it. It's like how many days do we spend out there that you go say without seeing like a trophy animal? If you have one in, like in your sights, like take your time. That's like the biggest thing. If you think you're moving slow, and I heard this all the time when I was a kid, like hunting blacktail. I'm gonna go back to that. You gotta move slow. There's a big difference between moving slow though and second guessing yourself. Absolutely, and capitalizing. Yeah, you, you want to make sure that when you do find that buck, that you are you have confidence in every step you take. Yeah, you're, you're, you know you're not going to kick that rock over. You see that stick, you're going to break. You know, you you're, you still know which direction the wind's blowing the whole time yep. for the two hours that you're that you're playing the game. Oh, you guys pay attention to the wind? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What's wind? <laughs> yeah. No, and even, you know, the, the whole sock game, you know, Cliff and I hunted a lot in the early season, and um, that was the first time I took my, my boots off in the field in front of another man. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you guys must not wear gators. No, uh, dude, you're in your socks because. No, I'm just saying because terrible gators are loud. I have a horrible, horrible fear of snakes. I, and Cliff oh, doesn't I, let me wear my gators. I yeah, tried so. to. I was gonna tear. I was about ready to take my boots off this year to go yeah. sneak on a buck, and I went to go like, like, oh, yeah, I can't do that because <laughs> that's seen, gonna have, be like. Have you seen the video of the guy taking the velcro off? How to take it off quietly with a knife? No, I'll show you later. Okay. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so just for me, it, it's, and still is, um, just take your time. Yeah, like you guys are saying, just solidly take your time. You're going you're gonna to make it happen. If that deer doesn't stalk, or excuse me, blow out, then, then you're, you're going to have your opportunity and all that you actually can practice for, right? All your shot placements and your yardages and your windages, and, um, you know, all the 3D shoots we go on, that that's already engraved in your mind, it's 
it's there. So once you make it to that spot that you're gonna take that shot from and that deer's still there, it's game over. It's and kind of it, muscle memory. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and if you don't, you definitely learn something from it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. should be able to learn something from and, every single stock. And I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one, but you learn from every single stock you go on, like yeah. what you did wrong. Cause you sit there and think about it after that deer elk blows out. You're like, well, this is what I did wrong. What happened? Mm -hmm. yep. What, what happened? Yeah. I think it was like, you know, it was that branch loses. I stepped on. It was yeah. the wind that, you know, it might be out of your control. Maybe the wind switched, you know, but yeah. you learn something every time. Well, and especially for new hunters, getting frustrated at, you know, blowing out animals on the stock or, you know, when you're still hunting, blowing out those animals. Instead of getting frustrated, wondering, like, what you did wrong, like, kind of analyze as you're yeah. hunting, mm -hmm. like, what's going on around you, and it's just going to make you a better hunter. Mm -hmm. And when you do mess up that stock you're gonna realize oh i know what i did wrong this time and i'm not gonna or i'm gonna try not to let it happen next time mm. and i think that that's all you can do and like as i have grown as a hunter uh, there was times when i was younger where i i, I didn't know what i did wrong right. and just as you progress you start kind of keying in on certain things and you're like man the more time you spend chasing after these animals, just the better you get, and you just keep getting better when, and better. When you start taking it serious, and you really start analyzing every every step you make, and every animal that you that, that you may jump out of bed of its bed, or you know you blow a stock, you start analyzing that stuff. When you take when you start taking it serious, you really understand on where you're messing up, mm -hmm. and you'll learn from it. I mean, well, and I used to just get way too excited. You know, I, yeah. I, I love seeing deer. Even <laughs> yeah. if they're 500 yeah. yards away, I'm I'm a kid. Yeah. I mean, I turned to Cliff and I'm like, Dad, look, there's yeah. deer. You know, oh, yeah. but uh, the deer that I ended up getting this year, so I, I, I punched my first tag in archery. Um, I saw the deer early in the morning after uh, Cliff and I split up. And he kicked you out. <clears throat> yeah, he kicked me out. Anyways, but... Uh, I spotted him probably around eight o'clock in the morning chasing some does around and I I had already was watching a few other bucks and just thinking to myself, there's no freaking way I can even get to these things. I need to So that buck was still pushing does a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah. That's oh good. yeah, he was running them around. Yeah, yeah, all of them all of them that we saw <laughs> were really pushing. <laughs> I think every buck that we saw was was pushing a doe. Because late yeah. season's hit and miss, especially in Washington in Washington, you know, mm -hmm. some years they're still running, some years they're full on. This yeah. year was the most the the most rut action I've seen in probably eight or ten I'm, years so. i'm just gonna take it and say that i said that, that was gonna happen after i saw a deer i i like we had the conversation on one of the podcasts you said the rut was early i said yeah but you got to remember there's always more than one phase of the rut like when a doe comes into estrus if she doesn't get bred you're talking like i believe it's like 28 days later yeah that roughly fell on this late season hunt. and it was yeah, perfect that makes and sense. it was money Absolutely. it was perfect i mean every i mean every doe or every buck we seen was I mean, nose up a doe's ass. Yeah, yeah, they were pushing hard, man. Mm -hmm. And especially if you know, if you do hunt deer from say September one all the way through December, like if you have multiple deer tags or a multi-season deer tag, or you hunt multiple states, whatever the, the case is, you kind of get to see how those deer are acting and what stages they're going through, and Just you can kind of plan stupidity. Your next oh, hunt. You know, I, was, I was so excited for this year because because 
And I mean, you know, there's there's times you're right. Like the younger bucks, they get you know they get a little froggy and they may jump the gun a little early because they were smaller bucks that I saw. But the way those bucks were pushing, like, dude, I was like, I cannot wait for late season. Mm -hmm. I may be wrong, but you could get close enough to just jump on their back; they wouldn't carry you there. <laughs> yeah, at I some mean, point. There's. I, I feel bad because Tim's trying to tell a story. I know. We no, no, it's all, it's all right. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really ahead, not man. used to telling stories about killing deer. So, <laughs> <laughs> is, I, I'm a I'm a listener. <laughs> I'm the story listener, but uh, yeah. So I spotted this buck, you know, early in the morning, like I said, and, and was watching. Where were you at? Don't don't say it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, no. Um, and I just I just kind of sat down and I. And I thought it over for a, a while. I think I sat, the first time I sat for about an hour watching this buck. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was a while. <laughs> he, he he wasn't calmed down. You know, he's running after this doe. Um, and uh, I was watching a couple of other bucks at the same time, just trying to trying to see if I could get to any of them. Because where I was hunting, um, crossing this canyon was a feat. Uh, yeah. It's a, a, a pretty good sized drop at the bottom. Um, easy to get to that drop, but once you get to that drop, you, you're gonna you're gonna jump off a little bit. Uh, so, kind of just sat there, watched him, and and I decided, you know, unless he goes a couple more fingers up, chases that doe up there, I, I won't be able to get to him. So I decided to go try my luck at a different deer um, up the canyon further. And as I made my way up, I every once in a while I just kind of glance back at this buck. And he was always still in the same spot, uh, not moving more than 50 yards one direction or the other. So I just kind of kept it in the back of my mind. I said, well, if I get to the finger that's up above me, you know, quarter mile or whatever, I'll, and, and I turn around, he's bedded down, I'll, I'll kill him. And sure enough, I, I got up to the top and I turned around and he's laying right in the middle of the open. And Doe's laying right at his side. And I was like, ah, oh, that means I have to go over there. So <laughs> now I gotta find now I gotta find a way to get there. Yeah. That's so the that hard was part. that was so that was plan two, I guess. Plan one was, you know, make sure he was bedded. Step two, I guess you could say, is to find out how how to get to him. So I scanned and scanned and looked for any shoot that would bring me to the other side and and my stalking route and how I would get to him. That was completely Because, you know, these, these deer are in rut. So they're bedded down, but at this time of the year, I've, I've never seen a buck bed more than, you know, 20, 30 minutes before they're up chasing that doe because that doe is going to get up. You know, uh, it was a nice sunny day, so everything was warming up, and everybody wanted to be in the sunshine. So I was lucky enough that the sun was shooting right down the canyon, right where these, these critters were laying, and um, I just I went for it. You know, I figured... You know what? He's bedded down. Uh, most of my stocks have all been in the early season where a buck's going to just bed down for hours, you know. And so I, I figured, well, hopefully this one just stays there for hours. And uh, I, I found a place to cross, and I took a creek bottom. I decided all the way down to uh, two fingers before he was bedded down. And I planned my route up and over to the top of that finger, and uh, executing that, I think it took me uh, right around two hours to get to, uh, excuse me, that that second finger that he would he would bend on. Wow, it's a long drawn it, out stalk. It was a long. I you know what? I didn't want to make a mistake. Like we were talking about earlier, you know, just just playing it over in my mind, being prepared for for the whole thing, and and uh, 
had played enough screw ups and learned enough stuff to know that hey, I need to I need to slow it down. I need to calm my nerves for one because I would always get super excited. And uh, once I once I got to the spot where I knew I had to make make my way up the canyon, um, kind of crest crested the hill a little bit where I knew he was bedded and. I didn't see any horns. I didn't see the deer. And my first thought was, crap, he, he, he was gone, you know, because I couldn't see him my whole stock. I didn't know where he was. Well, I knew where he was, but I didn't know. I couldn't, I didn't have eyes on him the whole time. So I peeked my head over, he was gone. So I thought, and I, so I sat back down and I was like, okay, I'm gonna look one more time, you know, just cause it's hard, hard to know at first glance exactly where that deer would have been laying. So I scooted on my butt, crest this hill just a little bit further to pick my head up over the top. And sure enough, I just saw his horns and I about fell over on my back. You know, I didn't want him to see him. I'm like, oh, he's going to see me. Can't see you, <laughs> you from know, the horns. Can't see me from the horns. I know, but you know me. I'm just overly prepared. And, and uh, you know, the whole time I, I forgot my wind checker at camp. And so... I was doing the old lick your finger, put it in the air thing. I remember you said, <laughs> no, this is no joke. Like, I remember him telling me, like, are you there, kidding me? You know, me? it was wet outside, so there was no dust on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And so I literally would just stick my finger in my mouth and hold it in the air and wait for the side to get cold. And I'm like, I have great wind still. Okay. You know, I felt really primitive, uh, like an Indian. Which, fortunately, I mean, that canyon, usually we have a pretty predominant wind going up it. Yeah, so. there's, it's, there's mm -hmm. a lot of fingers that make it swirl, though. Oh, so, no, for sure. Right? For you guys that are listening, make sure you buy 10, 15, 20, a whole case of those breeze yeah, squeezes. I do it every year. Pull. Make sure you guys have a ton of those, because those are game changers. Two in your side pouch, 10 in your top pouch. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're always going to pocket. it. You're yeah, going like, to drop it. You're going to yeah. lose it. You're going to forget it. Mm -hmm. You just want to have it. Yeah, so when I got my second look, saw his horns, I forgot to range him when I saw him. So I knew I had to, again, expose myself just about for a third time. And that got my nerves going because I, I just, you know, still me, you know, overly prepared, getting all excited. You know, I almost wanted to just yell up the canyon, hey, Cliff, I see a deer. <laughs> but I probably could have heard you. He pro probably would have. Uh, so I, I ranged him three times. And I ranged him three times because I've ranged deer before and hit sticks and hit behind them because I shake so bad. That's a good point, though. Because I get though, so excited at, that I wanted to make sure that I had that deer <laughs> exact yardage for what I was going to shoot. And... uh I practice out to 80, 90 yards consistently. Once I get my bow tuned at the beginning of the year, I shoot 80, 90 yards. And, you know, I, I, I ranged the deer at 74. And for me, that was a long shot even still, just being as it's an animal and not a target. But I had a, such a wave of confidence coming over me that I, I knew that I knew that I knew that this deer was gonna be in my hands very soon. So I stood up and that deer looked over at me and didn't move a muscle other than his ears. Didn't look like he was nervous or nothing, I think, because the sun was, and the sun was directly on me too. So um, I, I wear a contact in my right eye and only my right eye. And I was thankful that I put it in because I almost forgot. Oh I put God. it in, I put it in after Cliff and I split up. Uh, and uh, I was like, oh, I didn't even put my contacts in. So. I 
pull a trigger on my bow after a deep breath and a quick prayer and I heard the thwack and then I heard it, my arrow hit rocks and I heard it go down the canyon and my first thought was I hit a rock. Holy crap. Again, something bad. You know, always just second guessing myself. That is to the seven years of bad luck. Uh, yes, yeah. it, every year, every year something bad happens. Um, but so the deer runs off and it runs up the canyon hill and and stops and looks back at me like it never even got touched by a broadhead. And so to me, that's, you know, strike two. And uh, so I ran after him, tried to knock another arrow and tried to get a, a second shot in him or at him or the first shot, basically. Because you didn't know if you did I had no idea. It sounded to me, what it sounded like is that I just, I hit right in front of him and it bounced over his back and just went down the canyon. Uh, and no sooner uh, did I look to my left and, and uh, there was somebody with a spotting scope watching the same deer. <laughs> this part's awesome. So. <laughs> you can't see this, but I love that. This is my favorite part of the story. So, so I see this guy and I start waving him down, you know, just, just flailing my arms and trying to get his attention. I'm looking through my binoculars and he's kind of on his phone, just periodically looking at me through his scope and then back on his phone again. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm trying to get your attention, dude. Get off the phone. You're hunting, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just saw somebody kill a deer. High tech Maybe. redneck. Yeah. And uh, I was like, whatever. Just screw that guy. So I I decided to, to do my double check. And I was going to look for blood and look for my arrow. Because I shot at a deer. As far as I know, I just shot at a deer. So I wanted to do my service and make sure that I didn't wound this animal. And if I yeah. did just wound him, then I was going to have to blood trail him for a long ways probably to take him out because I don't like wounding deer. And uh, so made some circles, didn't find any blood, couldn't find my arrow to save my life. Um, couldn't get down to where my arrow would have been anyways. And went back to where he laid down, did my you know range to where I shot from and nothing. And I kind of got real discouraged and I decided that I needed to make one more circle right where the deer ran and as I did that, I, I got to the deer trail, and the spot that I crossed the deer trail, I looked down, and there's two spots of just bright pink blood. And I was like, that's a dead deer. <laughs> oh! And I just inst instantly, I pull, pull my phone out, I'm trying to call Cliff and, and Tony, and there's no service, and I don't have anybody to hug, and I'm like, I don't see the deer, but I know the deer's dead. This is, there's too much blood here. It's, it's a done deal. And so I was like, okay. So I set my bow down and I, I dropped my pack a couple fingers back behind me because I packed a lot of water because I drink a lot of water, so it's heavy. And uh, <laughs> I went to go back to grab my, my pack and I heard some sticks breaking up above me and I was like, crap, I don't have my bow. And I think that's the deer. <laughs> so I'm all freaking out. And I kind of like, I kind of like peek off my shoulder. Well, it ended up being two dudes coming down the, the the finger that i shot deer from and they're tickled pink i mean they're like dude we were stalking that deer and i was like oh no i i shot a deer from out from underneath somebody and they're they were like yeah we we were just crossing the hill and and we were looking at the deer and my buddy goes hey i think there's somebody down there apparently my camera works pretty good but uh he's like yeah you, we just watched your bow draw back and we're like oh so they they backed off and watched me shoot this deer and their buddy ended up being the one with the spotting scope. So I says, call your buddy right now. Because I didn't see that deer come out of this canyon. And tell me if it's dead. Because that's all I want to know right now. 
because I'm freaking out. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, our buddy said you smoked him. He went 40 yards and turned off like a light switch and just fell down the canyon. Like, uh, perfect. Well, <laughs> little 50-foot cliff edge just dropped all the bottom. They're like, he thinks it might have broken some horns because it fell so far. But <laughs> it's dead. It's definitely dead. And I was like, okay, well. I'm gonna blood trail it anyways because because well, he told me you're like dude don't don't yeah mess with I was me. like don't don't mess with me guys because I, I ended up knowing one of the guys that that was on that ridge um, somebody that that Phil and I used to fish with all the time on the North Fork and uh, he's like no no you know I'm not messing with you at all and I was like okay well I still want to blood trail him so he's like okay whatever so we followed the blood is an easy easy blood trail and it did it went 40 yards and and uh, you look over your your shoulder to the left, and and uh, it's just it's all shale. This whole thing is shale, and I had heard a big shale splash right after I shot that deer, but I figured it was just the the buck and the doe running away from me. Um, so we we followed the blood down the shale, and it's just it's all over the place, and I'm just getting so excited, so excited because I'm like, nobody's seen this deer come out, nobody saw it come out. It's dead. I got my first deer, and. No sooner did we get to the to the edge of the cliff, and there it was. And I was, like, just trying to hold back the tears, man. Such a struggle. <laughs> That's and, so cool. Yeah. And, and when I got, you know, went to go get my backpack, too, I was just like, I was wiping them away from my eyes, you know. <laughs> like, I don't have anybody here, but this is so exciting. <laughs> you know. And uh, That's what it's all about, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we got down to the deer, and, and these guys were like, well, you know, we're down here, so we'll help you get him out. And I was just, I was thrilled because I couldn't get a hold of Cliff and Tony yeah. and, and we were in. It would have been a long it, day it was, for you, brother. Yeah, it was a hellhole. I needed to hike all the way up to heaven. And they were, were they just hung out. I said, I'd quarter it out. And I said, give, I'll, I'll take the majority of the meat and head. And that way you guys don't have a big load to haul, haul out. But I really appreciate it. And they, they, they hiked it all out with me. You can and, name drop them. It's okay. Well, okay. you know, Mason, Mason, Phil knows Mason. Yeah, yeah, I know Mason. yeah. Phil knows Mason. <laughs> yeah, I want to say thank you to Mason just simply because, like, I, I actually Dude, ran into him the next Mason. day. I was like, hey, I want to actually thank you guys because if it wasn't for you, it would have been my, it would have been my ass having to go down there and drag that <laughs> thing out. So I want to say thank you. Don't well, worry about him. I think I think they offered help because they had to climb up the other side anyway. Right, they had to go anyway. So, uh, but yeah, once we got up to the top where I had service, I I tried to call cliff still no answer because he had he didn't have any service so i figured i'd send him a picture of my my notch tag and just let let the mystery begin <laughs> oh and like no it's no joke so like it's it's almost dark and like me and tony were on the other side of the canyon and in the beauties of public land uh we had i had this just gigantic um forward horn with eye guards get blown out there's a there's a guy that was down below us that, that we didn't know was there and i mean that's the thing is like with public land it is what it is you just deal with it and uh, so we, we dropped down in the canyon, hit the other side. We're literally almost back to the truck. And, and Tony's like, dude, Tim just sent me a text. Look at it. And he's got, you know, on his, on his ex, he's got his little exo backpack set up and like the date and everything. It was like all chopped. Yeah, like, you know, though. your pro photo yeah. style. Instagram style. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> I'm like, no way. Like, dude, I'm super stoked for him because like I know... If, if anybody knows him, like, this guy spends a lot of time out in the woods. And for him, like, not to kill, literally not to kill stuff is just, it boggles my mind. This guy puts in a lot of work. And uh, so, like, at first, like, I'm super stoked. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, like, this is so awesome. And we're 
five, six hundred yards from the truck. And uh, Tony calls him, and then I was like, dude. Did you not your elk tag? Did you not your elk tag? <laughs> like, that's the first, like, that's the first, that's like, how highly did you think of me? Come on. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing, is he chuckled a little bit, and then the end of the phone call, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I don't, dude, he probably notched his bear tag, that's what he did, and he just put it on his backpack. He better not have done that. I was like, no, no, he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> so, like, we're just getting back to the truck, and, like, and my buddy Tony, he's got a rig, he's got a rack on the top, and, like, you see these white bags, and I'm like, no way and like, I, like he came he came from around the truck i and, just keep running at cliff and i could see I him dude, and like arms up and like bro straight style hug like deep hug like dude i was super stoked for him like i mean because like i said this guy like he does he tries super hard and like you you guys know what what's that and uh you know just congratulating him and everything because like i've been there i've seen the struggles that this guy's been through and <laughs> Spent a lot of time, a lot of my time, and, and uh, thankfully that I have a wife that understands sometimes Yeah, my time. Well, and, and a couple things I took from that story, too, is what was super cool is those guys, when they seen when they came over the ridge they, and they, they seen you they draw your boat, back, they, you know, they, they really did. Back. They respected that, and that was, I felt bad. I didn't know anybody else was in that canyon. I thought I was by myself. Well, and, you know, that's public land hunting. It is. And, it is. And what was cool was, you know, not only did they step back, but after they seen you shoot that buck, they came down and helped you out. And yeah. I think that that yeah. is just huge. That that tells a lot about, you know, what type of people are out there. Absolutely. And and if if I see ever anybody in the woods that shoots an animal, you betcha I'm going to strap some meat to my pack. And Pay help it forward. It out. Dude, yeah. I get excited. Like, either I, way, it doesn't matter if I kill it or not. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was it's, my season, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was my season. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm like, there. Like, I'll help in any way, shape, or form. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, we were, you know, we were all out archery hunting, a uh, unit that's open for late archery season. But, Andrew, you guys were hunting a late muzzleloader yeah. hunt. Yeah. So, uh, we ended up getting, we went two for five, which is a uh, little, little on the low end, but, uh, we we were successful. Like I I put uh, I put a my dad's best friend on a buck and one of my very good friends on a buck and you know no matter how you know we we hunt for the success of a party, not the su- the success of a a single person. I think as everybody should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, watching. Watching my dad's best friend, you know, he, he, he's not the hardest hunter. And, and honestly, I put him on the easiest, uh, easiest spot to get into. And they literally shot a buck 200 yards from the truck as I proceeded to hike four or five miles per day. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it just kind of works out that way. I don't know what it is, but I, I hiked to the bottom of the canyons and they sit up on the edges and they wait for success and so in the area that you were hunting were the bucks still pushing does absolutely yeah that was that was one thing we we seen more rut activity this year than i i don't know the last eight years that i've seen i mean we seen every buck we seen was pushing a doe um it was it, it was pretty unreal actually i mean usually the rut over in that area hits a little earlier excuse me um but this year like cliff said you know it just happened to be like the stars aligned like yeah. it it happened 
for once and uh <laughs> yeah like you see it for once for once <laughs> yeah, yeah you know we, i i didn't notch my tag but you know our our party was a success it you was a huge your heart i notched my heart. Yeah, <laughs> notched my heart i still have i still have uh till december 15th to get a blacktail but um yeah the struggle's real the the kids and the wife's work is uh it, it's real yeah, I'm trying to squeeze one more day in. I'm hoping next Thursday. Mm-hmm. But so we're, we're, you guys, you, so you guys were setting guys up on ridges and trying to catch these bucks, pushing does or in between their bedding and their feeding? Or? Yeah, so basically I get, we, we hunted partially public land, partially private land. I had gotten contact with a landowner in the unit I was hunting and, uh, talked to him and he said it was all right to hunt and you know the whole rig and roll but i set uh i went and scouted it twice and seen seen a lot of deer and a lot of does so i knew the bucks were going to be in there so opening morning or not opening morning first day we were over there we didn't get over there till the morning after thanksgiving so uh first morning i sent uh my dad's best friend and one of my good buddies jeremy down the easiest canyon and thinking it was like not not trying to not trying to push them away from the deer or anything but like it was it was hit or miss that one was just the steeper of the two canyons jeremy my dad's best friend's not in the best of shape and i was like hey you know this would be a great hunt for him also doug doesn't like to hike down canyons so i was like okay perfect they'll they'll love this spot you know you just get to the canyon edge and you kind of rim it and that's it you know i told them walk down in there sit wait you know get to mid-morning get up walk and if you don't see anything we'll meet you back in the truck at one or two o'clock in the afternoon me and my dad went down the steep end because i was Figuring on a big old cage buck being down the steep end. Oh, yeah. And uh, pretty much the opposite. Um, my, me and my dad got about 45 minutes into our hunt, and uh, we heard a gunshot. Thanks, Phil. From the opposite canyon. Yeah, Phil just put a big old spider on our table. <laughs> Big old son of a bitch. He's a lover of all wildlife. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a trophy. Eight <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, anyways, we we got about forty five minutes into our hunt, and we heard a shot from the opposite canyon. The first day we were over there, and that meant nothing to me. You know, I was I was like, okay, great. You know, they got a buck, or they got they got something. You know, so I kept hunting. I told my dad, I was like, hey, we need to keep moving. I got up and over a knoll. And I was glassing for about 15 minutes, and I was like, where the hell's my dad? Look over. He's nowhere to be found. And I was like, oh, wow. He must have went, went back to go help him, because I'm not, you, you know. I'm, it's like, hey, they're, they're probably only like 200 yards from the truck. They can handle this. Yeah. <laughs> I know how fast these guys walk. But, uh. Yeah, I kept moving. I dropped down into a huge canyon that I should never have done. I did it actually three times, trying to just beat the hell out of this canyon. Nothing in there. 
guaranteed. <laughs> but uh, guaranteed. You don't know until you try, though. No, you don't know until you go. No fresh sign. One dead fawn. Guaranteed. No deer down the bottom. Uh, the you know the problem was there's no pressure. There 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 was Nothing no pressure around this area. Like they they had no need to drop into these canyons. Nope. They were. Well, we found after three, you know that and this spot was a big learning experience for us. Is you got to learn your area and. Um, we found that these deer were n not pressured as I thought they were. Yep. And that they were feeding in the fields and they were only dropping, they weren't even dropping into the, what I consider into the canyons. They were getting to the canyon's edge or barely skirting the, the interior of the canyon. And that's where they're hanging out all day. So it was very hard for, for me when I'm, I mean, when I think mule deer, black, you know, learning this area was huge for us, and uh, we found out that the deer just kind of fed in the fields, and afternoon they bumped down into the canyons, not very far. And um, second day, my dad's buddy Jeremy ended up killing that first buck we shot, and you know that was his probably nicest buck he's ever shot. It was a really nice deer. How wide was it? The the first one we shot, he wasn't very wide, but man, I tell you, the the, the bodies on these things were huge yeah. this year, and the meat, man. And they're saying they're really thick in the ribs. Thick in the ribs, and man, huge in the neck. Like yeah. Yeah. some of the biggest deer I've I've seen over there. Like the there was probably two inches of meat on the ribs. Mm -hmm. I and I told my my dad's buddy, I was like, hey, I I wouldn't put that in the burger, man. Like. Mm -mm. I've <laughs> riblets. Yeah, yeah. I, I would start hacking up ribs like that. That new meat eater book is out, and yeah. mm -hmm. he's got an excellent recipe for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got me all like intrigued about the ribs because we always we just, just turn it into burger. Okay, meat, so but, sorry to yeah. go on a food tangent, but we did cook tongue. How was, yeah, it? How was it? It was freaking excellent, dude. I got a buddy. We, that he always asks me for the tongue. He okay, tongue I've talkers. watched I've watched you, meat eater for years and seen him do it, and I'm like. I don't. Every time I shoot a deer, I just forget. Not not that I really forget, but I'm just like eh, it's not in our culture. It'll kind of be yeah. a pain in the ass. Yeah. This year I did, and I was like, hey, that first buck we got, I was like, hey, let's get the tongue. Let let's do this. Let's do some lingua. Yeah, that yeah. that cow, Katie's sister, killed uh, the owners of the property where we camp at. Mm -hmm. uh, they they asked specifically for the tongue. That's all they wanted, and so I, I cut it out for them, and they said it they was, love it. I'm gonna have I'll to try it. I'll tell you, it is. It, it's a muscle. It's very like, different. It's no different. Like it, it is different. Like texture wise, I would I would put it as like eating heart, kind of. You delicious. know, it's it's kind of it's it's a little. I, w I wouldn't call it tough, but it's different. You guys like stake it out, or would you guys? No, like, no, we we uh, put it in bits, and then we just put it in uh, some oil with oh, some garlic gosh. powder and salt and pepper is what we had, and it was it was delicious. I can't wait! I can't wait till we do a podcast just on cooking venison. I'm gonna oh get, boy! I'm gonna get oh, Katie yeah. in here Dude. and Mikey, and For we're sure. we're gonna you guys. We're you gonna, gonna do, do a whole podcast. On how to cook. I'm all over the game. jerky side. This will be so a this will be tuned. a video where we need to do in the daylight, like full full on cook. We need to put a cook station. We could do up, that too, yeah. You know, but uh, anyways, um, Jeremy shot that one buck. We got him out. It was, I I wasn't there for the shot. I I wish I would have. Seems to be that I 
tell him where to go, and he ends up shooting a deer. Come hunt and <laughs> he, he, absolutely, I'm, I'm a lot better telling people where to go than I am shooting deer myself. It looks like, but because the last few years uh, been pretty rough on me, but pretty good for the people I hunt well, with. That's and, good. That's all. And I matters. do most of the research. That's so a, it's a win-win still. Though. It, it's yeah. absolute win. I I love watching people, you know, being successful. It's, that's part of the that's why I do it. Yeah. You know, it's watching my dad's best friend who, you know, he's not, he's not in the best health. And, uh, my, one of my very good friends, they both shot deer and I was tickled pink, man. You know, that was, that's awesome. I was just so when, as happy for them as if it were my own tag. When did you guys kill the second buck? Was it that evening or? No, no, no. So we shot the first deer, on Friday, Friday morning, or no, sorry, Saturday morning. The second deer was Saturday night, or uh, Sunday night. Oh, okay, cool. Sunday night is when we shot the second deer, and that was, uh, yeah, crazy, man. I was out <laughs> just down deep in a canyon. Down away on that canyon. <laughs> down deep in, in a canyon trying to find an old cagey buck, and happens to be they're not down in the bottom. Should have started looking for horns. <laughs> that's what Tim does. He was, uh, he was looking for horns on when I know deer. Yes, deer. I did. I find horns. There wasn't there wasn't horns. I found one dead fawn, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. But we cooked. Uh, we cooked up um, some heart too. Yeah, cool. you know that's I. The first, I used to always throw that away. Like, and you know, that's I, was like, first, I don't eat guts. My the, favorite. The I, first, I saved heart for my deer this year. I never saved oh, it. Oh man, before from a deer. heart is the only benefit of not shooting a deer in the heart. Is, especially that is, with a rifle. I, but, I would act, yeah. I actually prefer not to aim for the heart now because once you have heart, like there's that is the tenderloin, uh, in my opinion. That there that is so good. It is. Uh, if you do it right, and we so can go into this Sean in a different podcast <laughs> about you know processing meat and and how to cook it. But we did tongue and we did heart, and the heart. The first deer we got, they left it down in the canyon, and to be honest, I was very hungover. It was my birthday weekend, and uh, <laughs> I did not want to go down in that canyon to go get that heart. So I was like, man, you know, it's down there, and w hopefully we get another one. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. I've accidentally left them. Uh, I didn't mean to. Just a lot of times when you do gutless method, you know, we'll pull out right. the tenderloins and stuff, and just we forget it. Yeah, yeah we space it and i'm trying to get better at remembering it because it is one of my favorite parts of the if you, if you do it right it is just as good if not better than tenderloin i in my opinion yeah. i i love heart like you can do heart just heart steaks or our uh heart steak fingers i feel like we're gonna go into like, <laughs> four like four four out here. i think i think everybody's hungry i think that's why we're talking about food right Heart well, it sounds like you guys had an awesome late season. I'm stoked for you guys. Yeah, uh, it was fun. It was I, fun. I got to participate in a little bit of hunting, but more of a camp camp festivities. Uh, I was like the certified you were wood a cook? splitter. You're a cook. No, no. All the women bring huge casseroles. So all we have to no. do is heat them up. It's no, really perfect. nice. But yeah, I did a little bit of hunting with uh, Katie, but. We were just more hanging out this year. But That's it was, awesome, though. It, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun to hang out and just, you know, Jeff killed a, a really good buck. And yeah. 
Uh, Lonnie had a chance at a really good buck last time I talked to him. He's still out he's hunting away. Is yeah. he really? Yeah, he's he, going back yeah, up. He'll he's out still? Week. Yeah, he's 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 got some good bucks on his camera, so hopefully he can get it done. But, I hope uh, he smokes the Brahma buck. Hopefully, we dubbed it that. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Hopefully we'll have some more uh, bucks to tell you guys about. But anyways, uh, make sure that you guys... If you guys want to hear anything from us, or if you guys have any ideas and a podcast you want to hear about or, or learn about, make sure you guys comment below. Let us know how we're doing on these podcasts. If you're enjoying what we are talking about, um, and don't forget to click the subscribe button. Yeah, don't forget to click that subscribe button. I think I still need to click it, guys. Yeah. Thanks, are Tim. you kidding me? No. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a good thank night. You.